Tonight, we're discussing does teamwork make the dream work on peanut butter magic? Stay tuned. It's the peanut butter magic show. It's the peanut butter magic. Welcome, everybody, to Peanut Butter Magic, show where me and my homeboy get together and, and bitch and whine about the entertainment industry. <laughs> I am your host tonight. My name is Sway Low, and with me, I got producer, director, extraordinaire, and my mainest of men, Boss 10, ladies and gentlemen. Boss 10 is in the building. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. When you said mainest of men, I was like, is he about to say I'm the manliest of men? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> about to be like, man, that is quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're like the Marlboro man without the cigarette. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> How's everything going, man? Everything is good, man. Everything is good. I was going to tell you before we got online that uh, all the kids made the honor roll for the first time. Woo! All of them. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, considering that we came out of a pandemic and they ain't been in school in a whole year, off to a great start. Yeah, man, that's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's awesome. And I heard we got a birthday this week, too. Yes, yes. Baby girl's birthday was Tuesday. The dog's birthday was yesterday. And we're going to celebrate the dog tomorrow. Now, I got to say, you just told me a minute ago that you're picking up a dog cake for it. Yeah. <laughs> my hat's off to you, man. Like, my wife goes, like, crazy on our dog birthdays. Like, uh -huh. there's parties and pictures and cake and all kinds right. of crap. And I just hate being involved in the social media postings because all my <laughs> friends give me shit like, you know, that's a dog, right? So right. I'm so glad to hear that somebody else does that. <laughs> We're not the only ones, oddly enough. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But I don't know anybody else. I, I got the idea from a friend of mine who, who does not have children, but she has some pets. Mm -hmm. And when we got the dog, you know, I told her his, his one year birthday is coming up. And she was like, oh, are you going to get him a cake? And I'm like, a cake? And she was like, yeah, they got dog cakes. And I'm like, really? What's in it? <laughs> Nothing, really. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So not only did she tell me that they had a cake, they had a whole bakery for pets. Yeah. <laughs> Blew my shit. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. Blew my shit. I went to this bakery, man, and they had all different kinds of, of treats and desserts and cookies and, and brownies and cupcakes and cakes, big cakes, little cakes, medium-sized cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They even wrote his name on it. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was shaped into a bone and shit like that, too. It, it, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we got one of those here in town. It's called the Barkery. A word. Oh, my God. Dude, they got, it's like Whole Foods for dogs, man. Clever. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, we, got, we got these, like, little hats. It's like a little 
baby birthday hat. And uh-huh. so every year, one of the dogs would pull out a new color and take a picture with the dog and its birthday. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your birthday doggy pictures. Oh, I know. <laughs> they look like Hallmark cards. Right. Right. The one, the one year, uh, I forget the light dog's name. Parker. Parker, yes. One year, I remember... He smiled all big with the birthday hat on and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Every like all the other dogs are like, what's right. going on? <laughs> and he's just like eye on the cake. Right. Like, I don't care. Put a hat on me, put a coat on me. I don't <laughs> care. I want that cake. <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite of your dogs, I, I will say. <laughs> he's my favorite. You know what I mean? So, Cause he's he's very lively. Your other two yeah, dogs oh, are kind of oh, yeah. just chill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he runs the show. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. He's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son, I guess. That's what Amika says. <laughs> Speaking of that, assholes. We... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of assholes. Tonight we're going to discuss does teamwork make the dream work? You know, I uh, I apologize. I, I didn't prepare the way I normally prepare for the podcast this week. You know, just got wrapped up in other things to where it didn't give, allow me time to really just sit down and analyze what we're going to discuss. We got a puppy party to plan for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I've been on enough teams to where I have a little bit of knowledge about being a team player and being involved in a team capacity. So we'll talk about it from that angle. Okay. And just kind of do that, you know, like I made my first album in 1993, 94, somewhere early 90s is when that happened. And, and at that time I was a part of a, a group of rappers and it was it was five of us total and we put together a project that didn't really know what we would what we were getting into when we first got started nor did we know what direction it was headed in as we kept going but one thing was for sure was that we we were all on one accord when it came to putting it putting together the records and we were able to do some some magical things as a result of it. Like even before I was involved in a band, I played sports as a kid growing up. We, we touched on that a little bit. And I always played on teams that were winning teams. I, I never played on a team that had a losing record or we, we just sucked or anything like that. I, I was always a part of a team that was kind of top tier. So I'm not familiar with losing a lot. You know what I mean? I'm not familiar with that. But in all of those scenarios, two things were always prevalent. Um, the first, that it, it was a group of people with an agenda and second, there was a coach to guide us along the way. And you get like-minded individuals together, 
for one purpose, great things can happen. So that's what I want to discuss. I, I, I want to discuss the importance of, of putting together a team, having a team, when a team is necessary, when it's not necessary, and how to get the best out of your team, and also what happens when you're on a bad team. We'll kind of touch on a little bit of all of that during this talk. Open the floor up to you, Brandon. What, what's been your experience in being a part of, let's just, let's just start with teams first. What does being a part of a team mean to you? Well, I love the topic that we're going to dive into tonight mm -hmm. because I've strived to have a team uh, since I got into this business. Yeah. Um, my introduction to the entertainment industry was evolution. Right. Uh, it was the first like real team with like-minded goals where we got together and we, we had an agenda, we had an idea and we were all, you know, working plus or minus to get to that goal. Um, and since that particular team is, you know, broken apart and we've broken up into different little groups and moved on and, and, grown into other teams and still working together with the original team. I've had good experiences and I've had really bad experiences. Some of the good experiences were because of decisions that I made and mm -hmm. some of the bad experiences were because of decisions that I've made. Uh, so I'm all for a team if we can get it to work, you know, and I like how you mentioned sports teams have a coach. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like in every team that I've been in, somebody at some point stands up and becomes the coach. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else stood up to become a coach, then that makes it very interesting to get different people trying to run the show. And, you know, like, I don't want to call out any names, but, right. you know, there's been some times where somebody led the team really well. There's been times when that leader, oftentimes myself, did not lead the team very well, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. let, let's talk about, let, let's talk about um, when it's good. You, you mentioned it goes well, it goes not so well. Or I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I, I, you know, but you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't type a scenario. Let's talk about the nut part. Let's do that. What, what, what are some of the, the things that are good when you're on a team that, that is uh, running like a well-oiled machine? Well, from a filmmaking standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still in that position where trying to hustle and make it, you mm -hmm. know, still trying to reach that next level. It's sort of like as a musician, when you're putting that album together and then your plan is to shop it or do whatever you got to do, you're still in that trying to get over the hump to the next step. And something that a lot of filmmakers do is they focus on smaller productions and then they'll try to take those productions and shop them around to get funding for a larger project. Mm -hmm. But with filmmaking in particular, it's very difficult to be a, you know, like a one person army because right. there's so many different elements that go into filmmaking. Um, and I've tried to do it all by myself and I feel like those projects have suffered because of it. So I've struggled to find, uh, team members that will ride it out with me and, and complete some of these scripts. Mm -hmm. And man, when, when you get, when you get that team together, man, like we've tackled films, like 
when I moved here and I put a team together, um, it was some of the, it was one of the first times that like I had a production where, I mean, I was almost the coach. I wasn't really teaching anybody anything, but I was mm -hmm. kind of running the show to get, to get that production complete yeah. and having people with me that I could rely on to show up and complete that job. It's night and day between films that I did 10 years ago versus what I'm doing now. And even though the people that I'm working with are, were the same age for the most part. So we've been doing this for, uh, the same amount of time and our skills have dramatically increased from where we started, but setting aside just the, the skill that it takes to pull off, you know, the production that you're going for, just having those people there to stand beside, but beside you to, to do their part, to get that job done. It's night and day. Uh, it, you can look at the shots and go, well, you know, your lighting is better now and that's why it looks better now. Well, no, instead of trying, I mean, I, I tried to create a style where I had less shots in my production because I didn't have anybody to do anything. And so when I would write out this shot list and there's nobody to run camera, there's nobody to run lights. I have to set a microphone up on a tripod just so that I can get the audio done. Right. You know, I'm going to spend hours just getting one or two shots together. We're now at the end of the day, we've barely even started. Right. So I started creating a shot list that requires less cuts. So my shots would last longer so that I wouldn't have to do so much by myself. Mm. But now there are people that will show up and they will help out and they will hold camera and they will hold lights and they will hold microphones. Some of them, they love the camera work. So they'll set all that up on their own. So I don't even have to worry about it. I can focus on some of the other stuff and right. we can incorporate more of these shots. So I'm getting more footage. So the overall productions just run smoother. They run quicker and they turn out better. And it's all because there are other people there to help out and, and, and do their part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, being being in a band versus being a solo act is literally night and day. You know, even though you're still in the same arena, um, like you said, it, it's, it's less work you can assign uh, projects for different people to do in regards to helping to further along the project, no one man has to be responsible for everything. And it allows you to move, you know, faster than you normally would if it's by yourself. You can, you can expand your reach. There's so many different elements associated with being a part of a team that's like-minded. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, it, it can be that there's nothing there's nothing greater than having a group. And I, I play a lot of 2K. And last year's 2K, they they had Bill Simmons. He was the guest, I guess, color commentary in some of the some of the basketball games and stuff like that. So he would come on. And anybody that's that's not familiar with Bill Simmons, he's a sports analyst. He's a huge Boston Celtics fan. He's, I think he's from Boston, if I'm not mistaken, but he, he's, a, he's a sports analyst. He, he's written for some top uh, publications. 
and he covers a lot of NBA games as far as that's concerned. So they they invited him on to do some color commentary on some of the games in NBA 2K. And one thing he said in one of the games that I remembered, he said, you get you six or seven people that can work well with you, you know, there's pretty much not nothing you can't accomplish. You know, and I'm paraphrasing again, just in case somebody has a game. That ain't what the fuck he said. He <laughs> said, you know what I'm saying? But the point is, um, that's that's what he meant. You know, he has about six or seven guys or girls that work with him. And he's like, that suffices. And it's enough for him to accomplish the goals that he that he shoots for and what he's doing. And and that's great when you have circumstances like that where people the egos aren't involved and, and it is is there's no I in team mentality. You can't find it better. But what happens when you got a team that ain't so cohesive? You know, that's not working together, not not on the on the same page. How bad can it be? Well, so I also have experience in in this as well. Um, so when we when 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 we were w- working with Evolution, mm-hmm. uh, I remember at the tail end of it, trying to get that last album out, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get shows together, uh, everybody kind of debating over who's going to take over what responsibility, um, and I felt like a lot of things that could have been done or should have been done weren't done, um, and a lot of us kind of fell short in those areas. But that was the only team experience that I had. Mm-hmm. And once again, when I moved here, um, there wasn't at the time, like a, we'll call it a group of people that were into filmmaking. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. I think there were some groups uh, in, in the past, but there wasn't really anything in the present. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I need a team. Like I've had a team, um, we've had ups, we've had downs, but uh, I, I, I no longer can do this alone. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried, it's not working. I'm gonna find other people. And so I got on Facebook, uh, got into some of the Facebook groups, kind of created groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had people coming to meetings. We had, we were, we were in pre-production, we launched, and I was like right at the helm of the wheel. like. I'm running the show now. And my intention was never to run the show. My intention was to just become a part of somebody else's team. Right. I wasn't really interested in showing up and being the man in charge. All right, guys, this is what I want, and this is what we're going to do. That was never my intention. My intention right. was to find something like that that already exists and go, hey, look, I know how to do this too. Can I come? Like, that was what I, that was, what I was hoping for. And I ended right. up, I ended up like, you know, being the leader, I guess. And I like embarrassingly bombed. <laughs> How uh, so? That was well, my next question. You know, there was responsibilities that needed to be done. Um, there's to, to be a leader, you have to have that leadership mindset. You have to mm-hmm. be focused on getting other people to do their jobs. You are, you're in charge. Yeah. And even though we're all there because we want to be there and because we want to get things done, there still needs to be somebody to go, hey, this is your responsibility. Make sure it gets done. Hey, 
that's not your responsibility. This is make sure it gets done. And I didn't do any of that. I, 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 I did not have a leader mindset when I was involved. Like I, I didn't, oh, sorry. This just popped up a notice. Okay. My bad. <clears throat> I, I, I just, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to be the boss at the time. I didn't want that responsibility. And it, and it showed because none of the productions that, uh, that we were involved in went anywhere. Uh, we didn't finish half of them. Um, we, we would, we would, uh, open up the floor for new members to come and sign up. Uh, and those new members would come and it wouldn't go anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we were growing, but nothing was happening and, and nothing was moving forward. Uh, and, I don't feel like people are looking to me to get them done. I just feel like I'm the one that created the opportunity for all of this to happen. Right. And I, and I was standing back like this the whole time. Um, and it wasn't until a couple of years later, right before COVID hit, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, when I snapped out of where I was at and realized what needed to be done. Uh, and then we got, four or five productions complete in a year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't take full responsibility for that. I had a great team that I was working with. Right. But I changed my attitude. Yeah. yeah. And, and my production, my quantity of productions dramatically increased. Yeah. You know, and I remember when, when, you, when you were going through that, you would call me and we would discuss the projects that you had going on and, and I remember the enthusiasm in your voice whenever you would bring up, you know, I have a, an audio guy and I have this person and I have that person. And then I had the opportunity to come up and see all these people that you were working with at the time, too. And I was just really taken aback just how in, in such little time, how, it, how you were able to pull together what you did. And then... Um, Next thing you know, everybody kind of disappeared. Yeah. What happened there? Well, that, that, was, uh, that was my poor leadership skills. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, I, I don't think people were looking to me to be a leader. I don't think that that was the case. Yeah. It wasn't Brandon's team. Um, but looking back at it now, uh, when I was relying on other people to take the helm or relying on other people to step up and do things on their own, um, I should have just stepped up and said, do this, do that. We got to get to this point. Um, I, I was too busy trying to just be a member and there was right. nobody, there was no coach. You know, right. we were all doing just our one job that we showed up for. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that if I had, put more into it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there would have been the disbandment that there was. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, you know, when I finally realized, uh, where I was falling short, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past about putting out, giving a hundred percent to everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, I was only given 50%. Right. And I thought that that was all that I needed to do. I thought if everybody puts in their percent, we'll have that 100%. We'll move forward. But, I should have been devoting a hundred and yeah. I wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that, that's really a lot of the demise of teams, man. Cause 
It's hard to get a group of people to think in one mindset or, or, or be a part of one agenda. It's, it's very difficult. You, you get people that are hella talented, mm-hmm. but not motivated to do much of anything. Right. And then you get people that have to put in the work to get the results that the talented people get, but they may lack the confidence in themselves because they know that they're not as talented or whatever the case may be. Then you you get some people that just thinks that it's, it's something cool to do. So they, they go along for a little while. And then once they see that this ain't a made for MTV movie, you know, they bail on you or, or they stop giving what is needed to further the, the agenda. Mm-hmm. Is, is that part of it? Like, I understand completely. Because even, even in evolution, I, I feel like I was the coach of evolution, mm-hmm. but because I didn't create evolution, um, it was hard for me a lot of times to step into the leadership role that we might have needed to really push our agenda further because I felt like it wasn't my band. I was actually the last motherfucker to join. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I had a lot of experience in, in, the, in the game when I got there. So I know the guys a lot of times look to me for guidance, but because I felt like it was their band, like even a lot of times, even when I describe evolution, I say, yeah, them kids were talented. Right. Even though I'm a part of what they have going on, but I still look at it like I'm on the outside kind of looking in because I didn't create it or I wasn't there from its inception. It went through several members before I got there. And then we've gone through some members since I've been there, you know? Um, so I, I might've shortchanged um, the band in those days where I probably knew that we should have moved this way, but I didn't maybe push the issue enough. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I might've felt like I've taken over something that somebody else created. And I, I, I didn't really want to move those boundaries. Same when we moved into television, it was kind of like, like that as well. I was, I was the contract guy, not the employee. So even though it's, it's, I'm producing the shows, um, I still didn't feel like the leader because I had no final decisions in anything other than the creation of the show itself. Yeah. You know, and although I knew the guys around me have had very little, if any, experience in entertainment or working in television or or anything, I knew what I brought to the table. But because it, again, wasn't mine, I might not have pushed the way that that needed to go also to take it maybe next level as well. So, Well, and I I think... uh part of the issue that that uh, we had at least with evolution and then uh-huh. uh, with the time that we were working on the show um, everybody has different uh, experience histories and right. and I think that a successful team you need more than one person to have the experience like I feel like everyone needs to be on the same page and you know like you came to the group with the most experience out of all of us. Right. 
probably more than everyone else combined. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like you were the lead singer of a band and then you went and found these random guys and was like, hey, have y'all ever been in a band? Right. No. <laughs> well, come, let's be in a band. I'll teach you how to do it. And then we're all going to show up with our own attitudes and our yeah. own ways of how we just assume everything works. And yeah. as we continue to fail over and over and over again, you're in the background like, well, I tried to tell you that. Right, right. <laughs> and it just created so much conflict that, you know, it eventually separated because no nobody would get on the same page. Yeah. Like one of the productions that I was on, we had a guy uh, that has a lot of experience, a lot of experience, and he's mm -hmm. very good at what he does. And we would show up and he would go, all right, this is this, you know, he wasn't a director or a producer, uh, but he had a ton of experience. So he was like, all right, this is what needs to happen. And everybody else is like, I don't want to do it that way. And he's like, well, that's how you do it. Yeah. You know, like, well, I don't want to do it that way. And you could just see the frustration in his eyes because he's traveled all the way down here to work with us. Right. He's not getting paid anything. Right. And, you know, here's seven other people that don't want to listen to what he has to say. And it just created conflict right off the bat because we were, we refuse, you know, to be on the same page, to listen and, and try. And I think that's something else that you, you can't rely on a leader to do that. I right. think you have to be willing to get out of your own ego and be a part of the team that you're joining. Yes. Yes. Which is why something think, else that I've learned. <laughs> why, why, but why do you think that there was so much resistance? Because I, I face a lot of that too. It, it makes me... It makes me sometimes question my leadership skills when I get resistance. And, and it's, it's often, I've gone through it myself. In like whatever we're doing is, is, is you know, I've, I've already been there. So I, I, I know what bumps and bruises can happen along that, that particular journey but you you get why do you think people are resistant to other people that way i think we all just have an ego whether we want to admit it or not mm -hmm. and nobody wants to admit when they're wrong yeah and you know if i've if i've written a script and i show up on set to direct it and somebody else comes up to me and goes hey these two scenes they don't line up together in the script we need to add something to it how dare you right i wrote this this is right. mine i'm doing this like who are you to tell me how to do what i came here to do well if, you know if you've been doing this for years and years and years mm -hmm. and you can see the faults that are in it and you can point them out i just i don't want to listen to that i will now hopefully. yeah yeah um but you know in the beginning I mean, I, I have it already in my head how all this is going to go. Mm -hmm. And it's not going that way. So I automatically put up a wall. I see. And I've, I've noticed that a lot of people that same. I, I, I've, I've been riding with somebody, um, which we're not really doing that at the moment. Just too much going on. Mm -hmm. um, but for a while, um, we were running into those same walls because I bring a history of riding and he has ideas that he's never formatted before into the way that scripts are supposed to be formatted. And as we're developing these stories and, and trying to put them into where they need to go, uh, you know, 
I get the same resistance. And it's the same resistance that I was given. Like, I remember we had a production meeting for the show with Ross and he was like, where's your shot list? And I was like, why would I write a shot list out? And he's like, cause we need to know what we're doing today. I was like, well, I don't want to write out everything that we're going to do. I want to set up the camera and figure it out together. Right. Because that's how I thought movies were made. Right. I didn't know. I, I right. just had no idea at the time. What shot list? Why would you pre-plan everything? What do you? How do you make up stuff on the fly? Like yeah. all Will Ferrell talks about is making it up as he goes. Like, why would you even write a script for that? So I gave resistance, uh-huh. and it showed. <laughs> and then, you know, now I know I have to have a shot list to show up on set. And if right. you have room to shoot other things, then great. But you have to have a plan. Right. And it has to start in that plan. And to bring it back to the script, you can write out whatever you want to write out, but everyone has to be on the same page. If I, if you walk onto set and I hand you a script, you have to be able to read it and understand the layout. You have to know what scenes are. You have to know where the actors are. There has to be blocking notes that are written over on the side. Like there are things that you, that's not really part of the format, but the way that the script is formatted makes sense for everyone who's in the industry. And, you know, I was hitting that wall with that person on getting him to agree that we have to put this into this format. And what you're wanting to do doesn't fit the format that everyone else in the world uses. Right. And, And it's just that wall that, this is how I think it should go. Even though I've never done it before, I want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and at some point he'll fail and then he'll go, oh, maybe I should format it. And it's not because I'm right and he's wrong. It's just because that's part of learning that we all go through. Right. I did the same thing. Yep. I used to hand people scripts and they would look at it and go, would you like write this on your phone? Yeah. Like, yeah. Go buy a script program. Right. You right. Know? And these are like people that are just like me that have, you know, made a little bit of money, but that's not their full-time job. Right. But you're you're telling me that my format is screwed up? Like, okay. And then I'd go Google it and go, oh, yeah, well, well I should have known that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes we got to fall on our face. You're right. Same, same with writing songs. There's, there's a certain uh, formula that songwriters use to make it a viable product. We've been conditioned to listen right. to music in a certain fashion. You know what I mean? So when it doesn't come that way, it kind of throws us off kilter. Same with the movie. You, you know, we our, our minds have been conditioned, no matter what the movie is, they're, they're, they're pretty similar in the layout on how movies are made. Because we've been conditioned to watch things and listen to things in a certain way. Like, I remember being a young artist making tracks and um, just kind of hearing a, a drum groove in my head. And then I go to lay it, lay the drum, drum groove down and the kick drum is doing a lot of unorthodox things and stuff like that. And I remember an uh, older guy said to me, he was like, there's a certain formula for a hit record when it comes to the drums. Yeah. You know, it's always worked if you stick with the script. Yeah, productions will get better. You know, 
you don't have to try to recreate the will. It's one thing to be creative and be innovative. And, but we're still conditioned to, as people, to kind of do things a certain way and whatnot. So, um, but I, I do think in everything that we, we experienced with evolution, I do think there were pockets, long pockets too, sometimes to where the team worked as well as any other. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was those moments to where when we were a well-oiled machine where we were unstoppable. Oh yeah. You know, but then it's, it's those pockets to where like everybody's not on the, the same page to where things really got rocky, like, like, like right before you went, right before you went away to school, and we got the 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 show on on television. I remember dealing with everybody has something emotional going on in their personal lives at the time, to where like they couldn't really focus on the opportunity because whatever was going on privately were clouding their vision. And me, all I was thinking about is like, we got airtime that we don't have to pay for. Right. That's all I was thinking about. Like these cats do not understand that we're on television and it ain't costing us a dime. Why can't I get them to see the value in it? Oh yeah. But hindsight being 2020, whatever, whatever the other guys were going, and I was going through a lot too. You know, I had already had a family and stuff like that by the time I met you guys. So I, and it was falling apart at the time too, you know? So I was going through a lot, but even in, in all of that, I still saw the value in having that airtime, you know? And I remember going to, not necessarily going to guys, but you know, we'd be having conversations and, and you know, and they'd be telling me about their problem. We'd be discussing the issues that we have going on in our lives. And I'm reminding them, you know, uh, we can't forget about this opportunity. We can't forget about this opportunity. We can't forget about this opportunity. And one by one, everybody kind of just kind of just did their own thing. But I stayed, I, I stayed. And I remember there was a moment to where there was some animosity amongst the guys with me. And um, all I kept thinking was, like, we all had the same opportunities. We did. Why are you mad at me? Because I'm still buzzing, so to say, and your, your light is kind of fizzled. You know, we, we went into this thing together. You know, it's not like um, I said, I'm going to take it and fuck all y'all. We, we went in as a unit. It was all about the hell. We named the show after the album and kept it that way once it became established up until it got canceled. We, we, we kept the same name. Um, and that was just to pay homage to the band as far as that was concerned. But I remember getting into an argument with one of the guys. And um, 
they were talking about the TV show and how I was doing things on that. And I, I kept thinking, you know, I tried to keep you motivated. I tried. I don't, I didn't understand why, why he was so angry with me because it worked out. I didn't get that when we went into it together, you know. That's a part of that having that, that, that the times of the bad teams, the bad teammates and, and stuff like that. And we're all human. I don't, I, I don't hold it against them. You know, I didn't hold it against them then. I, I understood their frustration. I, I did. But at the same time, they didn't believe enough to, uh, to continue on or, or, or whatever was going on privately was so major to them to where their focus was just not there anymore. But like I said, I was going through a lot of the, uh, during those times as well. And for me, it was my saving grace to do that. So it, it was, it was the, the part of my day to where I get some peace. To whereas um, it was interfering with their chaos, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So trying to get guys on the same page when they feel like their world is crumbling around them um, can really be bad. Can really be bad. So these days, I do a lot of work independently. I, I, the only real teammate I got is you when it comes down to it. Um, I, I've told many, 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 many people that Brandon is somebody that I know I can count on. You know, no matter what's going on, I know I can count on him. I, I don't question it or any of that. I, I you know. You know, I'm not gonna put anybody or anything in front of what we do. You know, we come first in my eyes and whatnot, anybody else. And I'm gonna tell you this on camera, anybody else can go fuck themselves. Okay, it's me and Brandon first and everything else comes secondary after that, you know. Cause I know at the end of the day, I know this to be true. Um, when I'm in the trenches, Brandon's right there beside me, you know, and we fight the war together, you know, and we don't always agree. We, we don't, our, our, our agendas aren't always similar, but one thing that is similar with the two of us, I think boss is that we both want to win, you know, and if we can assist each other in getting there, for me, I, I know this to be true. That's, that's part of the reason why I keep going too, you know? Cause I know in, in your heart, you want it just as bad as I do, you know? So. Well, and I, I think that also kind of, appreciate everything you just said, by the yeah, way. Yeah, word up, but it's all I, true. I think, uh, I think that's one of the reasons uh, or not reasons, but examples of uh, when teamwork works because, you know, like you and I have been through a few teams together. Yeah. You know, and we've been doing this for 
what, 15 plus years mm-hmm. and everything that we do uh we try something new we try it together yeah you know like like if you've got something you're working on you bring me in if i got something i'm mm-hmm. working on i bring you in because we we like you said we both we both want this and it took me a while to get my motivations aligned with the where they needed to be mm-hmm. um, i've played catch up for a while um but I've, I've reached that point that it's like it's now or never and like you said I know that you're going to be there right next to me when we go through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that, I know that you have that same drive. Um, and so it's teamworks can work, man. It just takes the same, you got to be on the same page. You got to have the same interests and you, you all have to be committed and you all have to work hard. Yeah. And out of all the people that we've come in contact with over the years, um, you know, this kind of is becoming like a loyalty uh, right. podcast as well. Cause, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, here we are doing this podcast together now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, you know, I think we're going to be great. I think yeah. we're going to be fine. And yeah. I'm not even worried. I know that we've uh, worked with some of our, you know, previous teammates recently. And that's exciting to, you know, temporarily bring the team back together. Right. But right. whether or not they stay you know, working or not, like I know that we're still going to keep working. Absolutely. You know, no matter Absolutely. what. Yeah. And I don't know, Absolutely. man, like I, I've learned so much about myself just working with you over the years. And, yeah. it's, and it's nice that to know that uh, I've always got you there with me yeah. because I can bounce ideas off of you. I get an honest feedback about it. And then I can go sit down and pout because I, you know, wanted to argue about what I wanted my way to be. But even if even if uh, the idea that I bring to the table isn't the way that we do it, we still figure out that way together because right. we've learned how to work together and we've right. learned how to grow together. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's I, I, I don't ever want to do anything like by myself again i still remember showing up on set man i'm running camera sound lighting directing (laughs) you know like i did a film once where i did the whole i did everything by myself and it's trash it sucks so bad uh but you know outside of the production stuff like it's just it's just not fun either when you're having to do everything by yourself Mm -hmm. you know like it's teammate like there's a reason why you know, one-on-one basketball is not what the NBA is. Right. <laughs> Touche. You know what I mean? Like, Touché. it's just, it just works, man. It works. And if you can find other people that, that want to make it work too, man, it's, it's beautiful. And I'm learning, Brandon, to, you know, and like I said, I, I don't know if my leadership qualities are good. So I'm learning to put together temporary players. You know what I mean? Don't, don't look for them down the road type. You know, they, they're they here for a season or a half a season or a project or a record or whatever, and then learn to cut them loose when that happens and do that. They may be a teammate for a project, but it's nothing long-term, yeah. you, know, you know. I've had to fire people and I, I don't think I've ever had to do anything tougher than that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yo, that's that's hard to do. 
Especially, Especially when, if you build relationships yes, with them. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and you go through things and and stuff like that. But then you you come to a point where you realize they're not helping you anymore. They're they're slick sabotaging. Yeah, you know, not even but helping themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. But even even during those instances, it's still hard to fire them, even though they're detrimental to what's going on with you. It's never easy to say, all right, I'm done. I'm done with you. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know if I, I, I want to lead a team anymore. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm the man for the job as far as being the leader. I look at myself more as a consultant these days. And then I just kind of do my projects with you know what you and I do, I, I keep those close to us, and then recruit people along the way if necessary. But when it comes to other people, um, I already know how it's going to turn out, or at least in my mind anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, nah. Yeah, nah. that's one thing I have learned too. Is whenever new people do come and get involved. Yeah, temporary players. Yeah. Like, like you're just here for this. And I hope they stay. I'm never yeah. like, get out of here, we're done. But yep. I don't even, I don't even, I don't plan on them showing up tomorrow. No. You know, even when I cast people in films and they're all, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. In the back of my mind, I'm like, you're not going to show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to. I really want you to. Mm-hmm. You're not coming. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, whatever. <laughs> So, how how do we uh, how do we keep it going with um, with limited players on your team? Like we're we're a two on two basketball team. So how do we win? Being just a two man army. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the the winners that I look up to. Um, and I don't mean award winners or right. maybe they didn't even make it to the end. Um, but the people that I look at that I think won, uh, are the ones that just kept going that kept moving yeah. forward. You know, yeah. like we've hit so many bumps in the road over the years, but yet we just, you know, pack it up and move over and keep going. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's how we're going to win. And I think that's why we continue to succeed is because we just keep pushing. Yeah, you know, and I hope to continue to find more people to join the team. Um, I've got a few people up here that uh, seem to have that same drive, and I, I hope to continue to um, to grow. Uh, but you know, do or don't. I don't care. We're still going. Right, right. Couldn't have yeah. said it better myself in that regard. And um, and I always want to find a way to be uh, innovative, recreate, reinvent what we're doing, who we are. Um, you know, I look, I feel, I sound. Um, always want to want to be as innovative as we can be. Yeah, you know. Well, you know. I think I might have touched on this earlier, but like, I, I just can't emphasize enough 
like how important it is to have people to do this with. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's so much that I have learned just bouncing ideas off other people that are in the room working on it with you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's one of the ways that people do stand out is yeah. like, like as a band that like that just jams, you know? Yeah. At somebody's house and everyone brings their instrument and they just sit over there and play and rock out and sing songs that don't make any mm-hmm. sense. And they eventually find something and go, Ooh, play that again, play that again. Right. You know, and right. then they start building on it. And before you know it, they've got like a Grammy winning song mm-hmm. and they were just shooting the shit at the house and something magical came out of it. Yep. And I, some of the productions that I've been on, like we get to this shot and it's like, ah, this, I, I wanted this to work, but it doesn't work. Uh, everyone can see that it doesn't work and someone will go, well, what if we tried it from this angle or what if we put this other actor in or, you know, what if we change the lighting in the background? Yeah, but then we got to change all the shots if we do that. Yeah, but do you want it to look good or do you just want to move on? And having that ability to brainstorm with other like-minded people, even if they don't come back again, (laughs) which tends to happen a lot, right? you know, but we still were able to figure something out and make something awesome. And mm-hmm. it's cool to be able to go, I did this. Right. And everyone likes right. it. And you, just your name is on it, you know, and you feel all great because you're awesome. But, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, your favorite song was probably not written by one person. Bingo. You know, like, occasionally you'll scroll down under the under the lyrics of the song and you'll just see that one name and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, good for you. But, you know, you go to your favorite artist. I don't want to call anyone out, but you go to your favorite artist and you look at that song that you just think is epic. And there's like five people right. over there that Absolutely. wrote it. Yep. You know? Absolutely. It takes a team. Like, yep. you know, the cliche, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, Rome wasn't also built by one person. Right. Right. You know? Right. And I hear you. Like, ah, uh, you just... If, if people will just get over their egos, I'm guilty too. I'm not even mm-hmm. saying that everyone else sucks and I'm the best, even though that's the face that I wear everywhere I go. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. Like, if we could just get over our own egos and work hard together and we can grow together, man, we'd be unstoppable. Yeah. You See, know? I was taught, I was taught coming up uh, that if someone critiques your work, don't be offended. Take what you can take from their criticism, put it in your pocket. What you can't use, throw away. Yeah. And get better. So yep. if 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 I played a song for someone and they said, Well, I don't like it, I would I would say, thanks for listening. You know, not not be all in, what the fuck you mean you don't like my record and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I just appreciate you taking the three and a half minutes to check it out. Right. You know, even though you didn't like the record because that's three and a half minutes you could have done something else with. Yep. You know, so appreciate your time and keep it moving. You know, cats today, and I'm not saying young people, I'm saying... People today are quick to get offended um, if you criticize. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're quick to get in their feelings. Um, but if you, if, if you would listen to the criticism, 
a lot of times those people are on the outside looking in and they probably can see things or hear things that you can't necessarily see or hear. Right. So just be mindful, mindful. Well, and I think this is something you said to me once um, because you, you, you made a comment about something that I was doing mm. and I got all, you know, oh, okay, you know, but mm. I'm still going to do whatever I'm planning. Right. And you said, are you making this for you or are you making this for an audience? Yeah. And that, that stuck with me forever. And it probably was what made me allow, allow people to uh, critique things that I'm doing because art, you may, you may be making the art for yourself as an expression, but you're sharing it with the world. Right. You, every piece of art, you're not the audience. Right. Everyone else is the audience. And if you can't accept that someone from that audience has a different thought than you did, then why are you doing this to begin yep. with? Mm-hmm. Don't share it with anyone. Yep. You know, just leave all your paintings in your house if yep. you don't want anyone to say, I don't like that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it is subjective. Art is subjective. Yep. No matter what the, the art is. I'm, I'm not big on musicals, but there's a lot of people that are. You know, and although I might say fuck going to see the opera, there's a lot of people that say I love that shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not shitting on the opera, by the way. I went to one and I thoroughly enjoyed my motherfucking self. Let me tell you. Yes. Yes. Operas are wonderful. But, um, but everybody don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, hell, I got, I got my, training at a classical music studio in Manhattan. So I can appreciate what those people bring to the table. Now, am I gonna get on the opera chitlin circuit? No, it's not gonna happen. I'm not, I'm not looking for every, uh, every musical that comes in the town or every opera or whatever the case may be. But there's people out there that hate hip hop too. You know, and those people would be wrong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I went to an opera for a college project. It was part of, it was for a grade. I only went for the grade, but I enjoyed the experience. It it was something unlike I've ever been to before in my life. Mm. And after the first 20 minutes of sleeping, when I finally woke up out of the out of the boring. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what you enjoyed then. <laughs> I just was it the to... chair? Was it really comfortable? <laughs> I had a great time. I slept through most of it, but it was awesome. It was the first the first 20 minutes I slept. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I did sleep. But I needed to knock that that exhaustion off of me mm. to enjoy the rest of it. There you go. Otherwise, I would have slept through the whole motherfucker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but once I wasn't tired or once it didn't um, put me to sleep, I, I don't want to I don't want to blame the opera. I, I, I might have just been tired before I showed up. But after I woke up, it was very enjoyable. It was, but I did sleep the first 20 minutes. I did. So, but everybody don't like that shit. 
Everybody know, you know, everybody's not gonna go see an opera, even if the tickets are free. They're like, fuck that. Yeah. You know. So. But all in all, I say uh, teams can be wonderful when they work. You know, and you don't need a team of a hundred. A team of a hundred people is bad when they're not cohesive. Doesn't matter how many people are on your team. You know, like I'm watching the Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan has a series on uh, Hulu right now called Wu Tang and American Saga. And it's basically telling their backstory about how they went from the hood to worldwide fame and acclaim. And right now, this is season two. And they're pretty much at the point where they're about to release their first album and they're shopping it to the record labels and things of that nature. Now, keep in mind, the Wu-Tang Clan had nine rappers in it. Nine. Nine. The average boy band is anywhere between three to five members. So they, in essence, had damn near two to three other boy bands in one boy band. So, And then, not only that, they're from different sides of town. So they represent different neighborhoods, different rivalries, different beefs different everything like according to the series ghostface killer and ray kwan were enemies to the point where they were shooting at each other you know what i mean shooting at each other and they put their differences aside to become one of the greatest hip-hop groups in the history of hip-hop you know that's when teamwork makes the dream work that's what that is. I've yet to be a part of a Wu-Tang Clan. I've gotten close. And there's been moments to where I was a part of a Wu-Tang Clan. But to go all the way, like, like they, they, to be that person to where you just shot up my mama crib and now we're in a band together. That's some real, uh, that's a real level of, of maturity that you got to say, okay, this is how committed I am to the call. Do people like that still exist? Apparently so. We've been doing this shit for 15 years together. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we just, we just hopefully the stars will line up for us to where we'll find other like-minded individuals such as you and myself to join forces with this. And that's we not could to always say, get the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> we could become E9. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll be that old clean bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'll say this about the band: if if we're if we're ready to work 
I'm only a conversation. Oh, you know, but it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be right. It's just got to be right, and that, that's not just with the band. That's with anybody. That it, it's just got to be right. It's got to be right. I'm not quick to jump in the bed with anybody these days, but I am open to the idea. And open. So beautiful when it works. Yep. You're right. Parting words, man. You got any parting words? Well, I believe that good things come in three, so I'm gonna say this for the third time. Get over your egos and work hard. Yeah. That's the that's the secret ingredient to a successful team. Yeah. Beautiful. Put that on a shirt. Let's do it. You know, we got this shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> merch coming soon. I'm wearing some merch right now. Make that happen. We, it's coming good. soon. It's coming soon. But um, um, I, I say if, if, if you're a part of a good team now, do what you can to keep that team together. Do your part. Do um, your part. You know, if, if, you're, if you're not a part of a team at all right now, Maybe now is not the time for you to put together a team. Maybe now is not the time for you to be a part of a team. Maybe now is the time for you to figure out where you're going, what you're doing as an individual. I hear so many artists say, I haven't gotten far because I need a team. I need a team. I need a team. Well, the team is going to need something to promote they're going to need a product in order for the team to work. You, you, you one song deep into a, a project and you're talking about how you need a team. You don't even have nothing to, uh, to manage. Right. You know, so there's levels to this shit. You know, do what you can do all alone because with the team comes more responsibilities, more people in the pot, more egos, more personalities, more different mindsets, more thought patterns, more um, attitudes that you have to manage. You know, before I go, I'm gonna make one more point. I was talking earlier to a friend of mine and I was saying, and I, I probably said this to you before too, boss. Uh, I was saying, you know, you get five kids doing a dance routine. Okay, five kids, all right. Out of the five kids, you got two kids that really don't, I'll say you got one kid that really doesn't want to be there. You got one kid who's only there because their mom made him. You got one kid that wants to be there, but maybe not be as talented as the rest of the kids. And then you got two kids, that's the total package, and they're gonna give you everything that they have. You know, 
And by the time you work on that routine and you work on it, you practice, you three, four, five hours a day until time to show that routine off. And then night of the performance, you're on stage. It's gonna reflect in the performance that you're gonna see. One kid don't wanna beat it. One kid is only here because they mama told him to. One kid that's not as talented, but loves what he's doing. And one kid and two kids that are giving it everything. You, it's, it's gonna show up. It's gonna show up. So having a team ain't always the best way. Is the contract. You know, choose your players carefully. Choose them wisely. Know when to construct one and know when to ride solo. You know. But in any event, good luck to you. You know? Don't and in any of your endeavors, hope it all works out. Thank you all for checking us out on peanut butter magic. You know what I mean? Anything else you want to say before I close this out, boss? Nah, wrap this up. All right. You know what I mean? Tune in next time when boss will be hitting us in the head with another topic. And for him, I am Sway Low. We out.